following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is time for Mick Shots minus the Mick on <laughs> the day after the season opener, the kickoff to the NFL season in Tampa, Florida. Ever since some of us made it back in time for the show, we but sure did. the headline act did not make it back for some reason. I don't know why. Mickey had told me earlier, earlier in the week that, yeah, he was on that 730 flight just like I was. And then I get to the airport, there's no Mickey. And now here. I get to the star in Frisco, and there's no, no Mickey. Mickey. What is going on with Mickey? It, it can't be by, by choice. No one wants to stay in Florida overnight <laughs> if they don't have to. So, yeah, this is definitely something uh, necessary. Yeah. That's all right. We got his back. There's no problem. Well, maybe he got back to his hotel room like <laughs> I did at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning and realized, oh, this 5 o'clock wake-up call for this flight, uh, maybe I need to adjust my schedule. You guys but. have to be geeked, man. Y'all have to be geek. Could, could you sleep? You know, after a game like that. Well, after the post game stuff, you know, it it uh, the process after the game, waiting on the press conferences, and then uh, it, it winds you down. It helps wind yeah, you down that's a right. little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the fact that okay, I have to wake up in three hours. <laughs> that that'll wind you down too. Uh, but uh, Mickey apparently is en route. He is flying here now. If it was anything like my flight, he is already now. Supposedly, he I think his flight was is supposed to land at one fifty or two o'clock. Okay, so he should be joining us here shortly. If it's anything like my flight this morning, his plane has already landed at DFW Airport, <laughs> and they're waiting for a gate to open for the next. We got half good hour. news and bad news from the captain. <laughs> yeah, we made early. it here early, but no one was ready for us. So we'll be sitting on the runway. Yeah, yeah. I told you Spag's gonna be in the bathroom like uh, Die Hard, reporting from <laughs> from the the rest from the lavatory, you know, on the plane, trying yeah. to find out what, what we're talking about. Yeah. So All we'll right. hear from him soon. Okay. So in the meantime, Everson, the floor is yours. I can't Man. wait to hear what uh, your take is on what happened uh, last night in Tampa. And uh, I think that at the conclusion of it, here's the way I looked at it. Okay, one game down, we got a 16 game race. Regular season still to be played here, and that, so that was the preseason last night. Boy, that was a good preseason <laughs> it game. Was, it was. That's the way to start it off. Preseason game I've ever Woo, seen. Oh <laughs> man, I was geeked last night. I was geeked this morning. I, it, I just love the game itself. Um, that was real football there. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of scores uh, were put up. You know, so. It's not necessarily the traditional defensive struggle that you wanted, especially considering Tampa Bay had the number one defense in the league, and Cowboys came out and diced them up from really Series 1. I thought Dak showed his his poise because I'm thinking when the game started, there's no way he's going to be able to calm himself down. Mm -hmm. You know, he hadn't played in 11 months, and he's coming out here – the hype has been going on all offseason, especially as we got close to the game. Just got crazy, crazy hype. Everybody questioning him with the shoulder. How's the leg going to look? I was nervous. Mm-hmm. I was probably more nervous than he was. But the Cowboys themselves had so much confidence in him. And, you know, that's, that's so refreshing that they have – first of all, they paid him, you know. Right. Uh, and he had the confidence that he was going to get paid. All this time, everybody would say, oh, it's too much money. Now he gets paid. He realizes the responsibility, which he always did. But now being able to come out and show against the best defense on the biggest stage against probably the best quarterback in the history of the NFL, it was just refreshing and exciting to see the Cowboys show some type of not just competence but competitiveness. You know, from both sides of the ball. You know, uh, it's interesting because I was there doing live shots for CBS 11 starting at, let's see, the game started Eastern time at 8 o'clock. And so we started at, uh, we, we got out there about 4 o'clock Eastern time, 3 o'clock uh, Dallas time. And Dak was out, was Dak and Zeke were the first starters that were out on the field. The inactives came out and worked out for a little bit first. And then the first starters out there were Tyron and Lyle. 
Kyle, they were stretching, whatever, and then Dak and Zeke were the were out there and doing the little and, yoga routine. Right, I saw the well, yoga, and Dak yeah. and, uh, the karaoke I and like all that, that stuff, man. That's good stuff. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's a process that Dak does. We you know watch it at training camp every day. There's it. I want to say it's probably at pretty much a 20-minute workout that he does just he does a, loose. He did a bridge pose. Yeah. I do that in yeah. yoga. He did a bridge pose. I didn't know he was doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good for the core. But yeah. but beyond that, I mean, he works up a really good, especially in Tampa. You, I mean, oh, I was working up a good sweat. And they were fully, he was fully clothed, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he had the, he, yeah. Uh, yeah. Had the long sleeves, right. sweats. Yeah. Right, sweats yeah. on. And uh, But to your point, you know, getting being so hyped, I think I don't know if I can compare it with what his normal pregame routine is. I can compare it to what I was seeing on the other end of the field, which was no Tampa Bay players <laughs> out on the field. Maybe they had some other place uh, to work out. But this was literally two hours before the game, and he's out there. And I, I want to—he's just getting used to the the uh, elements. He's getting used to the field. He's getting uh, you know, and, and also I think it probably. Probably calms him, calms him down, and it, it just makes it, uh, to, especially his first game back in eleven months. Uh, it, it got him acclimated to the situation, you know. Now he did a, he did a great job, and and you know we'll get into this all of this later, but I just like the way the entire uh, team responded because you're talking about being out there early. Could you hear yourself talk? Oh, it, it, pre-game. What, what, pre-game you could. Yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, and, and you know, that there was an early arriving crowd. And so I heard, probably, I heard and, on the radio, it, it was just loud. So pre-game, when the traditional pre-game started, which is a little less than an hour before kickoff, yeah. it was 720 kickoff. And so um, teams came out around just after 620. Mm-hmm. And, and there were already – um, I want to say the stands probably were pretty close to being half full because everybody wanted to get there early because they were having their uh, Super Bowl ceremony, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which was unusual that you would have that, you know, because they weren't able to really celebrate before, you know, outside. Of course, they had their, their parade and everything, yes. but um, but this was the first time, uh, you know, I'd forgotten what the attendance was at the Super Bowl, and it was 24,000. Mm-hmm. And so it was one-third the crowd at the Super Bowl. And, of course, they aren't Tampa Bay fans. They, even it was their home stadium. There's yeah. so many corporate uh, tickets that are sold at, at a Super Bowl. Right. And so this was their opportunity to celebrate. And they were made sure that they are going to get be in their seat at least a half and hour be before. Heard. Yeah, and that's be right. heard. That's right. I know. I, I could hear Brad and Babe trying to, <laughs> trying to talk over the crowd. And and I remember Brad, uh, Babe was trying to make a point. And in the middle of his point, he goes, man, it is loud in here. Mm-hmm. They couldn't even hear themselves. There, there was one other time that um, that I think the Cowboys would have been in that same environment, and it was actually a preseason game after Seattle. This was back in 04, yeah. 05, when Seattle went to the Super Bowl, and it was their first preseason game. And that stadium is so loud to begin it's with. Always just loud. just, yeah, that, just the, the way it's man. built, yeah. it contains the noise in there. <laughs> they engineered we that were, on purpose. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we were uh, just doing our um, pregame hits before. Before doing the preseason game, and I, Babe's here. I'm we're, we're literally a foot apart, and I couldn't hear what he was saying. You know, it was so and that, loud. That was, was truly kind of you couldn't hear, year. right? Yeah, right. And sort of kind of the same environment last night. Uh, but but what a great game! And who would have thought that uh, Dak would wind up in a game? You might have predicted 58 pass attempts for Dak if they were getting blown out. If it yes. was like. One of those first five games that he played in last year, or the first four at least that he played in last year, well, where the Cowboys the are, were, were falling behind. Four hundred like, yards. You but, know. but I'm saying if, if they had fallen behind <laughs> by course. 21 points, like they made a habit of doing last year, now you're going to throw it 58 times. And you but know, this was in a nip and tuck game, and you're throwing it 58. Yeah, times. and we'll we'll get to it later. But uh, it's almost as if um, I guess around the second quarter. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, man, forget this. We, we're just going to duel. It's just going to be a duel. Mm-hmm. It's going to be two, two, uh, two straight shooters, you know, facing each other at sundown or whatever, high noon. You know, it was a uh-huh. high noon shootout. That's what that was. And it's almost as if Kellen Moore and, and, and of course, Brady himself, just, they just decided to hell with the run game. You know, we, we've got to make it happen the way we can. And 
let's be real, the Cowboys kind of forced Brady into passing the ball. We were not going to give up a bunch of running yards in this game, no matter what. I want to ask you a question. Did I see six defensive linemen in the game at some point? For the Cowboys? Yes. Well, you know, it's interesting what um, the way Dan Quinn, and, and we're going to be studying it further, yes. but it's but it's interesting the way he's using uh, personnel. And it, it may have yeah, – I love the way, you know, in this league you're looking at more and more hybrid-type players, whether it's hybrid playing at defensive end, rushing from inside, yeah. or a linebacker coming True. up and so forth. Uh, it, it's more of a hybrid defense than – you know, he traditionally has been a 4-3 guy, and he, he has talked about it that – he is a – you're going to see more not what you saw last year, mm-hmm. but the same type ideas of last year in, in terms of a hybrid between a 4-3 and 3-4. And so there will be times where you might see – And I guess what I'd like to say that, with Parsons being a football player, right. he could be part of that, that defensive line and if it, he chooses to. The be. other part of it is it's hard to figure it out with the, with the number changes too. Yeah, Brady <laughs> made himself known about that, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I saw where well, we were definitely stacking the line with bigs. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a few times Brady came up, maybe he changed a lot of plays. Yes, he did. He's always coming up, looking around, and you know, that's he and Dak were kind of doing the same thing. I, they were noticing certain things, and you got to wonder how many times he changed from a running play to a passing play. You know, because they we, we, we really left him no choice. You know, and you know, he's like, okay, I can I can feast any way you want me to feast. And, mm-hmm. and even though he did have some good numbers, the Cowboys... Secondary and defense, they had all eyes on the ball. I loved it. They were very aggressive and focused. And, yeah, gave up, gave up uh, yards you know, to Brady, of course, and Gronk and all these great receivers. But I got to say, man, uh, when, you t- when you're walking away with four turnovers in the game, you, you got to be happy like, with how your yeah, defense when played. When you're plus three in turnovers right. down, you're, you're thinking you're, unless you're going up against the greatest quarterback. <laughs> well, yeah, of you're going to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Trust me, I've been there with Joe Montana, yeah. so go ahead. Well, all right, think about this. Um, when you're talking about Brady changing the play so much, I think that's a credit to what Dan Quinn was doing of defensively. Course. Of course. And um, think about this. Now, Quinn, obviously, he was let go early last year with Atlanta. However, there are a couple of members of this coaching staff who are on the Falcons' defensive coaching staff last year, adding Dirty, <laughs> as well as Joe Witt, the secondary coach. Dak, Dak torched them. Well, think think about this though. The they Atlanta did not play Tampa Bay last year until two of the last three games of the season of the regular season, weeks fifteen and seventeen. Okay, so that is when Tampa Bay was in their stretch of winning eight in a row to win the Super Bowl. Week fifteen, the Falcons had the the Bucks down 17 to nothing at halftime in that game. So they were doing something defensively. My point sounds is, like the Super Bowl. My point is <laughs> we have known since the schedule came out that the first game is against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Two members of this coaching staff intimately familiar with what Tampa Bay was doing from two times playing against him in the last 3 weeks of the season last yeah. year and you know Dan Quinn was studying him like studying him like crazy uh, throughout the last 5 months or however long it's been and so they were breaking out all the stops but Tampa Bay was doing the same thing. Same thing. You know. The exact same right. thing. The 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 that, mental a, the mental uh, fight that was going on on the field and off the field, I, I just thought was extremely intriguing. And, and that's the beauty of these openers is they've had so much time to prepare because you want to get off to a good start uh, each season. And let's say, uh, regardless of who you're going to prepare against uh, for the upcoming games, if you're the Cowboys offense, well, really the entire team, you have to feel pretty good about – if you can do this against the Super Bowl champions in all facets of the game, uh, even the running game, you, you know, Zeke just got uh, 33 yards, but to me, he earned every down. Believe it or not, he had some yards after contact yeah. uh, that, that showed what kind of shape he's in. Uh, it shows an improvement from last year. He never was close to dropping the ball at all in the game. You could see he was uh, intense but yet playing within himself, sacrificed himself on many blitzes to where he just uh, threw himself on the, on the sword. Uh, you know, I, I saw maturity from players and from a team that is totally different from what I saw last year. 
Right. And and a lot of times it was Dak putting Zeke in position. I mean, the, the, what Dak did, and you know, Brady's the king of being protection. able to yeah, yeah. set protections yeah. and yeah. so forth, no. and Dak is really good oh. at it, too. Oh, yeah. And they were both motioning just... to Zeke, all right, here, here you go. And, and Zeke has always been good at, at pass protection. They're getting out the huddle early, mm-hmm. right? Just the things that you saw, they were they out of the huddle early. When, when Dak's making his changes, you still got 16 seconds left on the, on the play clock. And that's what you need to where you're poised, Everybody, everyone's on the same page, except for uh, the false start where Biotis didn't snap the ball. I don't <laughs> the think the crowd... False start on the entire <laughs> The entire line. line, but really just him. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, those kind of things uh, didn't bother the Cowboys at all. That was the only time I saw where that crowd, as loud as it was, they, were no, they had no effect on us as a team overall. And this was different than a lot of first games against defending Super Bowl champions in that this is a Super Bowl champion that literally is bringing everybody back from last year. Yes. You know, and it played so well down the stretch last year. And for the first time as a collective group, just like all the teams, had a full off season yes. to be able to work and, and, and so forth. Uh, and, and, and what we're going to see going forward, and we saw it, uh, plenty of it, especially in the first half, Antonio Brown, with, you know, yeah. that's a totally different element to their <laughs> offense. Well, we kind of touched the first on it, 12 games but obviously didn't touch year. on it enough before right. the game because right. he was prominent in this game. Right, yes. Right. And you could see it coming. All you had to do is see what what he did down the stretch last year, and his mind is right. But I think you just you credit the Cowboys. You walk away with a bad taste in your mouth because you didn't win the game, but you feel pretty good about things going forward. And as for, as for Cowboys fans or anyone who is doubting this team coming in, I think it was sort of a confirmation for the players because they, they knew that they've got a good team. They knew. You know? Yeah. But we haven't been able to see that because yeah. we didn't see that uh, they were they didn't play in the preseason. Yeah, we were nervous. To, we were nervous that we may not see it mm-hmm. because we we figured we would and didn't want our hopes dashed too much. But uh, all expectations uh, were met, to, uh, especially offensively. Uh, the culture I talk about, you know, Dan Quinn's uh, defense has never been a shutdown defense, but it's always been an active defense. And when he first came here, I remember saying that about him. You know, they never had a bunch of talent on their Falcons team, but they had guys flying around making plays when it was, you know, when it was good for them, especially living off of a great offense that had Ryan and, and Julio Jones and, and these guys that they have. So I'm, I'm just liking the activity. I'm liking the turnovers. But, of course, you know, when it comes down to it, I still want to see better coverage in the secondary. Mm-hmm. That's, we knew it was going to be the weakness. I mean, uh, I knew that we would overcompensate with the run, which is what we did. You know, they, there was no factor at all in regards to their running game. And you knew Brady was going to open it up. You knew you were going to have problems with these uh, three wide receivers. And, and I was a bit surprised. Mike Evans. Yep. I was disappointed in him. Well, he, he seemed to be not engaged at all in this ball game, and I'm wondering if it was uh, Trayvon that was really giving him some hassles. Uh, the active zone that we had, two passes really could have been just with a little bit extra effort, maybe with a little bit bad throw, uh, could have had two more interceptions mm-hmm. underneath. Uh, Jordan Lewis, as much as I keep wanting to discount this guy. Yeah. Came up and made really some key plays. I mean, he has some issues just by, by his size alone. It's, right. I don't know how he does it. Uh, he looks like he's Spagnola out there running around. <laughs> but this guy is still active. And and that uh, when you're that small and, and you have a, a good team around you, it's easy to blend in mm-hmm. with that same activity. And he always did have activity, but he just needed help. The way we approach the, the ball player – the way that we left no way out when we uh, uh, with good tackling, uh, we didn't see small plays turning into big goofy plays that made us look so incompetent. You saw none of that. You saw guys getting beat. Now it's football. You're gonna get beat, but you didn't see a lack of continuity from an entire defense. That's the kind of culture I want around here. You know, the flex defense. Come on, we were back in the secondary, giving it up back in the '80s, but we were getting ours. 
We were giving it up because it's just the way it is. But we were getting ours. You have to get yours, Bill. I always talk about that. You got to get your turnovers when it's time. And those weren't accidental turnovers. Yeah. Those were turnovers because guys had their eyes on the ball and they were aggressive. All right. And let's get into more of that when we come back here on Mick Shots. We might be hearing from Mickey himself. We're not going to If he ever Mickey. gets off his plane <laughs> on the way back from uh, Tampa. Mick Shots continues in a moment. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back, back to Mick Shots. <laughs> Check out the new Miller Lighthouse located outside of AT&T Stadium where Dallas Cowboys game day traditions are born. Enjoy yard games, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders performances, beer gardens, and more. For more information, visit attstadium.com slash Miller Lighthouse. Miller Lighthouse, your tailgate just got jealous. You like those <laughs> those shots that they showed of the Miller Lighthouse I last did, night? I did. They yeah, looked I did. like it was a fun place to be to watch the game. Oh man, I tell you what, it was a good game. So it didn't matter where you were, it was going to be fun. Well, to it was watch great weather here. Fan. It was great weather here, right? Yesterday, no humidity. Yeah, beautiful night. It, it, yes. it, and it felt that way when I got here this morning. I got off the plane. I went, "Whoa!" Did I get? You just came from a hot bed. Hot bed. Exactly. Yeah, I was, I was like, like <laughs> sure. I looked up. Sure, this is DFW because <laughs> it was uh, not humid at all. So a great place, and of course the Cowboys at uh, that Miller Lighthouse will be open for the next road game as well. Great place to watch when the Cowboys take on the Chargers. The uh, next game a week from Sunday. Chargers, by the way, play the Washington Football Team to kick off the season. This I can't Sunday. wait to see how the, how the Washington Football Team plays mm-hmm. because everyone's saying that's our. That's our main uh, competition for the NFC East. I have to see how well this defense. I'm sure it's still going to play. They're still going to play well defensively, but uh, what's the change with Fitzpatrick coming in? I'm going to be very curious to see what happens there. Okay, so big picture. Where are the Cowboys now, in your opinion, to what they were at this time yesterday as far as uh, the chances of having a postseason this year? Well, you can definitely say they now changed. Now, you had them as a division winner, though. I, I still do. Right? Oh, I uh, still no, do. You had them going to the Super Bowl. I had so them going to the Super Bowl. So, in your opinion, things haven't changed. Things they did exactly what you expected I thought that do. they would lose the way they did. I, uh, I, I actually thought it would be by two scores. Yeah. And we all kind of agreed that, you know, the Cowboys would be in it at the end. And, of course, you know, Brady would make a play down the field. And it was a lot closer than we thought. But still, the, the outcome was the same. You know, you're not going to stop. Uh, an experienced quarterback. That wasn't talent that won that game in a two-minute uh, stretch. It was that was just experience. That's all that was. Because if you looked at 
the Cowboys team last night. I still thought knew, I knew they win the game. I still think we may go zero and two. You know that that is a tougher sell in my own mind right now. But I'm going to stick with my guns. Still think we end up zero and two. But this team is ready to explode. They are they are. What you saw was a team that's learning a new system. Okay, defensively, they went up against you know one of the better quarterbacks and athletes in in, in history. And they held their own. They gave up 300-plus yards, yes, but they held their own. So what they did was they kind of changed the narrative from everyone else that didn't believe. Even those doubters are thinking like, whoa, because, of course, they, they, they you know, hold Brady in such high esteem. Uh, the fact that you perform like that against him, that gives everyone pause. And that's where we already were in this room. So... I saw a Dallas team that was in shape. Did you see how Tampa's defense looked a bit fatigued? They looked tired. And the, the boys were bringing it to them offensively. Right. I love watching that. We looked like we were in much better shape. Than, and it looked like we were the ones in control down the stretch. Are you uh, thinking more in the front seven or the back end as far as that goes? I would say the front seven because yeah. the linebackers for Tampa, they were, they were, they were blowing. They, they were blowing. They were, they were having critical. a tough time. <laughs> those, those two linebackers, Levante David and uh, Devin White, are critical to that defense. And they, they, were, they, and they, they have a players. lot of heart. Great they, were, they showed they were great players. Yeah. They played extremely fatigued, and they were still making plays. They were so happy to see a running play. That was their reprieve because mm-hmm. when they were trying to cover the pass, the Cowboys had forced them to go into a zone a lot of the times because we were picking on the little cornerback over there. And so that, those linebackers had to work a little bit harder in that zone coverage, and you could see that they were taxed a little bit. Yep. Um, so... When what sticks out more than in it, let's let's talk about uh, different. Uh, let's talk about down the stretch, okay? The the uh, third and eleven, Dak to C.D. Lamb, thirty-one yards, just a huge play. I mean, and that's coming through in the clutch. Yeah. Okay. So now you're down there at the third tab- and eleven. Third, third and Man. eleven, and the final two minutes. No way you're going to make that. And and you're down now into. "Quote unquote field goal range at the 34 yard line." Mm-hmm. Did uh, what about the approach once they got to that point? Well, it never changed. Now that Tampa Bay uses their timeouts, okay. And and what I liked about it was uh, we still realized we still realized that that Zeke could be used at that point. I believe we ended, we threw some running games in, some running plays in. And we needed to. We at that needed point. to at that point. I like I like that I like those calls down the stretch because that softened things up in the middle and it gave Dak even more more room behind those linebackers in the zone that they were playing. That's why he was able to still move the ball down the field. See the the overall game plan um, normally you wouldn't like Throwing 58 passes in a, in a close game like that, but against this defense and the and who can quarrel with the production that they have? But having said that, when you get down to that situation where you're down inside two minutes and okay, they're going to use their timeouts, you have to get a first down at that point. And there's other situations where if you have a lead in your four-minute offense, you have to be able to run between the tackles and get first downs. Good luck. And that and that's where <laughs> they the Cowboys could not get that first right. down. Yeah. That extended to where you then are taking the clock down to nothing and kicking the field. I am not point. surprised about that. I mean, yeah. you know, Tampa's a smart team. They're thinking just like us. I mean, they're already ahead of us. We're thinking about this post game. They already thought about it pregame. They knew that the Cowboys we're going to eventually have to try and change it up. And they were always ready for the run. The linebackers sniffed it out so quickly for Tampa that it was amazing that we sometimes got out of the back, out of our own backfield. So you've really stuck with what's been working for you, Bill. You know, don't you really don't want to try and change it right now. You know, what we're doing is we're having long handoffs down the field. That's all they right, are. Right. Yeah, you know, we're going four and six yards, you know, little dinkers here, dinkers there. And that's why the, the production was so good as far as percentage was concerned. Which is 
Brady has made a Hall of Fame living of doing course, that same stuff course, and, and being patient and then hitting the shots downfield. They were mirrors mirrors of each other uh, at quarterback. Okay, I've heard some. Uh, okay, so we're in that situation mm-hmm. where okay, it's uh, get the holding call that sets them back. Now you're third and sixteen at the forty yard line, complete to Cooper down to. Uh, Back to the 30-yard line. Mm-hmm. So now you're in position for Zerline's 48-yard field goal at fourth and six with a minute and a half left. Mm-hmm. Did you t- think about going fourth there? No. <laughs> you just don't. I d- I d- you I just don't, I did man. not either. <laughs> but knowing who's on that other sideline. Yeah. You got to go with. You got to go with. It's it's the Aaron Rodgers thing from last year, and that's what they keep talking about. Championship game. That's what they keep talking about. But I still, it's still in that situation. Fourth and six at the thirty yard line. Fourth and six, man. We're not talking about fourth and two. Yeah. In my mind, it didn't even occur to me that you would go for it in that. There are times when you have to just go with the traditional train of thought. You know, you you keep trying to get cute with it because of who you're playing against. Really, the only the adjustment they made based on who they were playing against was how they came, got away from the running game, and finally Kellen Moore was like, "Look, we're gonna, we're just gonna have we're gonna duel it out." Hey Zeke, just just be ready, man. Dak will take Dak will put you in position. You know, you we're gonna have you been our workhorse right now. You're gonna protect the quarterback, and we're we're just gonna duel it out with this guy. Because we don't have time against this defense to try and establish something this game. Forget the game plan. We're just going to go mano a mano. And basically that's what it was. Because a defense like that will take you out of the game plan. All right. Now we're talking mano a mano now. Now, okay, Tampa Bay's got the ball. And I think there's not a soul in that stadium <laughs> who didn't realize that Tom Brady is going to matriculate down the field. I felt like a genius it, because uh, I told you this uh, was going to happen. Uh, okay. Right? We all said it in here. However, all right, it's second and t- it's 25 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's sec- 24 seconds left. Second and 10 at the 42 yard line. Okay. Right now, it's a 60 yard field goal. Okay. Back shoulder, Chris Godwin, Jordan Lewis, Man. defending. Was it a push-off? That's a push-off. Come on. He didn't extend his forearm, but he certainly extended his entire body and shoulder and elbow to push him off. And the only thing he did was disguised it because he didn't extend his arm. But his entire body leaned on him, gave him the shoulder, basically, it's almost like a flip. He gave him a flip, and he went flying. He didn't just slip down. That wasn't a slip down fall. That was a, you know, I've been, I wouldn't say catapulted, but I definitely had help in regards to how quickly I went backwards. It was easy. It was an easy call. That was an easy call. We, uh, that's funny. You see, uh, what was that last year or uh, two years ago? Jalen Ramsey got that call, and he flopped like he was playing European soccer or something. Mm-hmm. And you can't you tell me we can't get that call. That was not a flop and that was not a slip. You know, they get the call. We got out, we got that call. They called that on us. Were we at home or was that in in, in uh SoFi? Was that in SoFi when uh, Jalen Ramsey Right, it's SoFi. Okay, so they got that call at home. Yeah, yeah. Season opener last year. So both of them. Something it was, about season opener. It was it was, well, it was uh, the home field advantage. That's what it was. Right. The referees gave him gave him uh gave him grace. Imagine if if the Cowboys get that call. It's now over. you set them back. It's 18 seconds left. It's over. It, Unless Aaron Rodgers comes to town somewhere. Uh, Tom Brady's on the other side. Yeah, but he can't move like Rodgers. Because you know we're going to bring it, man. We are going to bring it to him. But at that point, they just get set back to what would be their own 43. Mm-hmm. But they need to get to about the 35. For a 53-yard field goal, it's not like they. It's doable. Yeah, it's especially doable. with Brady. Now, so I just think, just from the standpoint <laughs> of theater, okay? Give the us rest, just a, give <laughs> us some drama. <laughs> right. Come on! It's almost as if the refs were like, 
it was a foregone conclusion for them as well. That's right. And the, so you can't officials, get into that mindset the as a official. Made up their mind. Well, he's going to do it anyway. He's going to do it. So why, why call this? Yeah. yeah see, be, and see, I, I don't like that. Home field. I'm not going to be able to get out of the stadium. I'm not going to throw this. That's flag. when the narrative gets in the way of the real game, yeah. Bill. <laughs> That's when the narrative gets in the way of the game. I hate that because we start giving but, um, people the benefit of the doubt all the time. The referees are human too. Imagine though if they made that call and now let's see if Brady can get him in position for a field goal in the last 18 seconds. I think that would have allowed us to win that ball game. I truly <laughs> believe that. But like we said, we knew how it was going to end up. And when we had a feeling that the Cowboys would stay close, uh, I never thought that the Cowboys would take the lead. I didn't see that coming. I thought we would be extremely competent in the game, but I didn't know we would handle that defense as well as we did. Uh, Dak threw for 400, but I thought it would be an ugly 400. Mm-hmm. No, that was a masterful 400. Mm-hmm. It was just the way they planned it. Uh, and like I said, instead of trying to run the ball, we're just, instead, we're just bringing the linebackers up and throwing it behind them. So we're getting four, six yards, eight yards. And when you talk about this core of receivers and tight ends, I mean, you had uh, uh, catches and then you had yards after the catch. That's what was impressing me. When CD finally was getting his stuff together, that was a huge play. Uh, when I think he called the curl route and he turned quickly. And that was the, the 31-yarder. The defenders had no chance. Right. Uh, to you get, saw that he, explosion, the quickness yes. to get to the and outside. even even Amari Cooper just in, in those very uh, just in more of a, a minuscule moment uh, as we were marching, he gets the ball immediately turns and goes upfield. There's no wait. Let me see where I'm going. Immediately he broke two tackles but and then getting up like five extra yards when he really should have gotten only about six yards. He ended up getting like maybe uh, 11, 12 yards. All of those things. That is a team that is focused, okay? They are in tune with each other. Everyone knows exactly what's going on. You saw Zeke Elliott. Zeke knew it. By the time this game had had gone into the second quarter, he's thinking, all right, I'm not getting 100 today, but I can do some other stuff. Right. And it was was seamless. There was no bad body language. You know, it was only – Throwing his head in there one time, he got he got knocked backwards, and and uh, one of the linebackers came in. He threw his body in, got knocked backwards, and and stayed on his feet and attacked again. By that time, the ball was gone. So, just the effort from both sides, really. It that's what made it an exciting game. The effort from both sides. All right, uh, we're going to examine some more standouts from uh, who stood out in Everson's mind uh, in the season opener, and we look ahead to the weekend as well. It's, there are some great matchups around the league when mix shots continues in a moment. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. 
Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run Package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Back, back to Mick Shots. All right, I'm going to find this read. <laughs> Somebody does, needs to be more prepared. Does your Cowboys fandom go beyond the game of the NFL Fan of the Year contest presented by Captain Morgan is back, and we're relaunching the search for one extraordinary Cowboys fan who is a positive influence and inspires others through their love of the game. Nominate yourself or others for the chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles to see the Cowboys take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Nominate today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. I think I just nominated myself for Fan of the Year. I think you just did. That is a bold, bold statement. I love it. That's right. That's that's so that was your Super Bowl matchup, that's wasn't right, it? That's right, baby. Okay, that's all right. right. You know me and you're on the same page, now, man. So am I hearing that we've heard something from Mickey? That yeah, Mickey has Mickey's landed? trying to call in. Yeah, he's we, trying to? He's, trying he's to call on in. the phone. He is on the line now? We can have a Gentlemen. Hey. Hey, what's up, Spags? Mickey, you, did you oversleep? You're, <laughs> you said that you were going to be on my 730 flight out of Tampa this morning. What happened? It's a long story. We don't have time for it. <laughs> yeah, we only got five minutes, Spags, man. Come on. What's up? Hey, okay, we need your take. We need uh, – oh, I wonder if Beam is ready for this. We need a parting mix shot there from you go. Mickey. There you go, baby. Is he ready? Oh, yeah. there it is. There it is. So what do you know, Mickey? Well, um, you know, I kept, I kept hearing things about – uh, people talking about this was a moral victory for the Cowboys. And you know what? It's only a moral victory when you don't think you can go out there and win. And obviously the way they played, uh, they thought they should have won, mm-hmm. and they should have won. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, uh, they left, and I wrote it in my column, I, I could count 15 points they left on the field. Mm-hmm. And, and it's almost like they beat themselves. Your first and goal at the eight, you can't come away with a field goal. Yep. You you have a 31-yard field goal, you can't miss, I'm sorry. And you can't miss an extra point. Uh, they just left so many points on the field. I'll guarantee you, when they go back and look at this thing, they're going to be sick to their stomach. That uh, They, they could have gone in there in that atmosphere and beaten the defending world champs. And I'll guarantee you, and I know Bruce Arians was against all this, all this celebration stuff, and he was trying to preach to his team, this ain't last year's team. This is a new year, a new uh-huh, team. We uh-huh. ain't done nothing yet, right? And they almost got it right between their eyes. <laughs> well, I like. I, I know what you're talking about as far as leaving stuff on the field, Spags, because uh, when Dak was rolling right, Cedric Wilson was open, Came open a bit late, and you could tell that Dak's uh, vision was a little, um, you know, a little. It was, it was, it was compromised by two uh, Tampa Bay defenders. One of them was covering someone, and like I said, it came open late. That's when he threw the ball out to Zeke. I think Zeke got down to the two yard line or something like that. If he would have either made his mind and got it to Zeke sooner. Or waited a bit longer, he could have gotten it to Cedric Wilson in the end zone. Either one of those, I think, could have been a touchdown. That was a key actually, miss. Yeah, actually, after actually after the game, uh, when he did his interview, uh, he said that he got the ball to Ze- to Zeke too late. Yeah, he said by the time I decided that's where I was going. He goes, it was too late. That almost looked like that Aaron Rodgers play last year. It almost looked like the Aaron Rodgers play last year. Do I take off and run? Should I have gotten it to him sooner? And then all of a sudden he's in no man's land. I mean, you can go through this game and and not not just the things I mentioned that, you know, kind of had to do with scoring, but I can give you five plays that any one of them would have caused the Cowboys to win if it had turned out differently. It was that close. 
uh, offense and defense. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, we talked about the defense. Looks like it was going to be better. Uh, they got absolutely no pressure on Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, I know uh, Antonio Brown beat uh, Anthony Brown on the 47-yard touchdown, but he had all day to throw the ball all day. Bill, we talked about it when we did that segment with you uh, out on the, the Bay River. He, he sat, how many times did he pat the ball before he mm-hmm. threw it? You know, you laughed when I said that, but no, no. that's what Here's happened on that play. Here's the thing about that play, and this is why you need to know what's going on and what the tendencies are of Tom Brady. I heard Chris Collinsworth say it last year. Anytime Tom Brady gets on the other side of the 50-yard line, he's going to go deep. He did it in the first half, Thanks for the camera. and it works with Brown. And in the second half, he tried it, and all of a sudden, Brown was ready for it in the second half. When they get on the other side of the 50-yard line, you give them a first down, a second and short. Brady is going for the end zone. That is the tail on him that goes all the way back to when he was a young man. When you get on the other side of the 50-yard line, we're going deep. And we're not doing it with the slot guy. We're going to do it on the outside. That I know, and I don't even play ball anymore. Chris Collinsworth knows it. He doesn't play ball anymore. These are the kind of things that you got to be in tune all the time. And you know why he does it? Because you, you've now moved into four-down territory. And, and so not, he looks at it as an extra play. And he might get a, a P.I. Mm-hmm. So you really have – there's no really no downside to that. Mm-hmm. And that's been his strategy his entire career. I, I, I just know that Quinn – told the secondary that that was going to happen. Because if Chris Collinsworth knows it, and if I know it, I know the coaches know it. Yeah, but then it gave new meaning to the Statue of Liberty play. He stood there like the Statue of Liberty, no one around him, and had all day to throw the ball, right? So, for me, the defense, you know, we talked about it looked like this, it looked like that, it was improving. But they still gave up 30 points. Yep. They gave up 30 points. Well, now, Spags, what you point, expect, man? This is Tampa Bay. What? You think they was going to come in and handle Tom Brady like that? No, I, how about giving up 28 points? <laughs> <laughs> well, they did give up 28 points, and then there was a push-off, Mickey. Was that a push-off? I think it was a pretty good shove. I think it was he, even the, even the referee, the referee said it was a push-off. He called it the yeah, offense. Yeah, an, I heard the analyst say easy it. Yeah. call. So look, one, you know, one twenty-four. You know what? When 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 they when they kicked the field goal, and I saw one twenty-four, I said, "Oh no!" Everybody That's did. A lifetime, right? Everybody That's did a lifetime. for a field goal. And okay, sure Mickey. Enough. Mickey, let me ask you this now. Because this is what's being talked about on Sports Talk Radio as you turn on your car radio and uh, you leave the airport. All right, fourth and six with a minute 24 left. (laughs) Fourth and sixth at the 30. Do you go for it and not kick the 48-yard field goal knowing that Tom Brady's on the other sideline? No, my my thinking was you don't kick the field goal because I don't trust the kicker. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, we have to so get it. We have to get. So if you were if you were making the call, you would have gone for it, not because it's Brady on the other sideline, but because you don't trust that the kicker is going to yeah, make the field goal. And and I, and I think when it got to to that that fourth and six, I think you had to go ahead and kick the field goal okay. and just hope your defense can hang in. But I don't know that I was being so facetious saying, <laughs> I ain't trusting this guy, especially after his performance. Well, you, uh, you know, know what? I, I had a feeling he would come that. through those I, facts. I was, I was always worried about that in preseason, you know, when he's not kicking, not kicking in training camp, and it's like, oh, he'll turn it on. He only needs a couple weeks to be ready. And then he shanks a 31-yarder. I and mean, an extra point. It. Come on, man. And then extra the point. extra point off the upright. Come, Jesus. I, I, I think he'll. I think he'll be okay, though, Spags. I think he'll be okay. I think he got the jitters out of the way. I think Zerline's going to be just fine. That forty-eight yarder. That was that was huge in his eyes. Now. No, it was. That was it huge was. for him. He gained but, his confidence back again. Yeah. So the big thing is, is he okay physically? I mean, it was, was, it a, so. was it a, there was a reason for the inconsistency because he has a lingering issue there. And the and was it by design they were kicking off 
to the just to the I goal think line? My understanding that they were trying to kick short because the one time they did it, they they stopped them at the twenty, right? Right. Okay, it's five yards, and then got greedy, and then they're not covering it, and the Mickens made them look like a Man, bunch of. That's crazy. Yeah, if we we'll so, get into this yeah. next week, this this week, but or next week, but our, our special teams, yeah, we we'll definitely have to give them a a flunking grade. Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, the tackling wasn't good. Nope. Uh, and, and it set up some easy scores for them, it too. Really because of that. It really did. It really did. And then what Tampa Bay was able to do with their punter, um, you know, pinning the Cowboys down oh. uh, in their own end of the field several times and then making the field go. Yep. Yep, absolutely. All right, Mickey. That guy didn't miss his 36 yarder, did he? <laughs> That's right. Uh, Mick, and I believe he made all his extra point yeah. attempts. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. There was only yeah. drama on our kicking side. <laughs> well, you know what? And I was thinking, and I got to go back and look at it. Um, I was thinking when I was flying, had they made the extra point, at some point they would have had an opportunity to go for two, maybe, right? Yes. And you wouldn't have been two points late. You wouldn't have been two points behind or two points ahead. You know, uh, now, one you point want, ahead. now you want to chase points. Now you want to <laughs> chase points. Right, I so, think that late, I'm chasing. So it was four, well, let's see. It's 14-13, then a field goal. Cowboys took the lead at 16-14 late in the second quarter. Tampa Bay, of course, came right back and took the lead right back 38 mm-hmm. seconds later. It's 21 16. <laughs> four plays at I the think. half. Yeah. Uh, make it two plays. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> okay, and so then a field goal to start the third quarter. It's 21 19. That was the aforementioned first and goal at the eight uh, possession. And next possession, let's see, an interception. Then the Tampa Bay made it 28 to 19. So your opportunity. Well, you scored a touchdown in your next possession, and that made it 28-26. So the chart would, right. not, would not tell you to go for two at that mm-hmm. point to make it 28-27. Obviously. Yeah. Because if you if you don't get it, you're only down – I mean, you're down three instead of two. It's not worth the so, risk. Right. Not worth the risk. No, it mathematically doesn't make sense mm-hmm. then. Well, Mickey, you got your bag? I do. Yeah, I'm getting, still in wait, my, getting in still the car right now. Get He's getting in the carousel. car. He's getting in the car right now. But sounds like, sounds, like, sounds, like, sounds like Mickey got to his car a lot quicker than I did this morning. <laughs> Mickey, it took me an hour and a half after the plane landed. We waited a half hour for the gate to open for us. We were early, of course. And then I, had, then I came in at a different terminal than where my truck was. It took an hour and a half for me to just get to my truck after we landed. Well, to see, you get benefits when you show up at, at 2 o'clock instead of that early in the morning. All right. Well, we'll have plenty to talk about come Monday because it's a great Sunday coming up. What time Monday? One thirty. Yeah. We're going 1.30 every, every day. Every day. Every day. From here on out. Every day. Okay, until further notice. All right. right. Mickey, uh, who's Mizzou playing? Don't Kentucky. Matter. Kentucky, oh, oh that's a big a nice SEC battle. <laughs> All right. And you don't know who Grambling's playing, right? Grambling, no, I don't. Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. I know we won. Yeah, that's right. I know we're one and oh. State. One and we, we beat two tall Jones teams. That's all that's I know. Right. That's right. I got bragging rights at the next golf tournament I see him at. All right. And so that does it for mixed shots, and we will see you again Monday at 1.30. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?